runs back again and he's like, we're running too fast for revenues. And the, and the guy <laughs> that I had brought like slammed his drink down. He's probably my age, you know, back then, 20 years ago. Yeah. And he was like, charlatan. And he left. And, you know, of course, Jack became the richest man in China, but you know, he now owns the South China Morning Post. But, you know, back then you could do shit like that, right? You could just, you know, have somebody come and speak to, to your group. And um, yeah, so, and then, you know, I've been involved with 50 other startups as a, uh, in the war room as a investor board member advisor and then three four hundred others as a mentor and then yep. yeah i teach entrepreneurship in china at peking university and proudly so and going back to the um, web 3.0 maybe because i guess uh, as you were saying there is can be like a lot of confusion nowadays to try to understand what's going on it's still kind of new for 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 many of us so can you maybe yep. Explain us more. So try to to explain the concept. What's happening? What's this change that we are we are experiencing with Web three point and, and I guess in particular, how is it occurring in China? More specifically, yeah, it's not really occurring in China. I think China might be the most <laughs> hostile place for crypto and Web three. So it's interesting because Web one, you could read the internet; it's just basically static. Web two, you could start to write on the internet. By right, I mean not just text, but audio, video, you know, with Twitter and YouTube and, um, you know, other, uh, you know, Facebook, etc. Um, and then Web3 is read, write, and uh, own. So you can own, you know, digital property yeah. on the Internet. And it's we're actually much closer to Web1 in some ways because Web1 was this kind of like idealistic open Internet. And then Web2 became a lot more distorted a lot more misaligned with kind mm. of its mission and vision because big players started to take over the you know house of zuckerberg and the lords of Zoo google and you know yeah. all these fiefdoms and we are like vassals in these fiefdoms and you know the lord and his um you know soldiers come up and good morning lord yes how many how many uh, sweet potatoes have you harvested? 500 kilos. Uh, okay, you can keep 50 yeah. kilos. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Sire, yeah thank yeah, you yeah, for like not attacking my family. Thank you for feudal system and us, all right? that. Yeah. And like that's that's what we live in, right? All our time, treasure, and data goes up to the top there, and we don't own shit. And uh, and we are the product. And um, you know that's just not. Uh, and that's caused a lot of problems and misalignment. And with Web3, you know, cr you know, basically it was before it was kind of like platforms or portals and then that kind of atomized to uh, apps now it's being atomized to actually down to the creator uh, themselves down to the creator and, and sort of like user level and you know if you look at like all this thing with FTX and Three Arrows Capital and uh, oh God, FTX. <laughs> basically it's kind of like the finance industry and blockchain had a baby and that's that's yeah. DeFi let's call it DeFi even though okay. FTX wasn't really decentralized and the internet and blockchain had a baby, and that's Web3. And people often conflate Web3 with crypto or yeah. with DeFi, or that Venn diagram is kind of like, you know, really overlaid really um, you know, too much. Like there, there is some crossover just as there's a crossover between finance, venture capital, and Web1, Web2, Web smartphone, yep. you know, et cetera. So with Web3, the real promise there is that once users have digital property right ownership. If you think about Shenzhen, where you guys are, you know, once Deng Xiaoping said, 
you know, white cat, black cat, Swabia, whatever catches mm -hmm. mice. And yep. they allowed people to own real estate and to have property rights and to do free trade. Up until that point that he came in, it was literally like punishable by death to be an entrepreneur or do anything industrious. You have and the, the Gertie Who coming in and yeah. Indeed. And it just uh, you know, let uh, the entire uh, entirety of the mainland uh, completely blossom and flower. And I think that's what's going to happen on the internet right now. And I think, you know, we're in this weird time right now because there is a, you know, cloud from crypto. There is a, you know, kind of a correction in Web3 anyway, probably rightly so. Um, and there's also a looming recession. So, um, but, you know, in 08 to 2011, last recession, that's when amazing companies mm. uh, were built. And, you know, bears are for building. And you know, we've had 11 recessions since 1950 in the U.S. And you know, it was the longest bull since then. So we're, we're kind of due. And there's going to be a correction. So bat in your hatches. But there's going to be insane stuff coming out of this. This is my next Everest. I joined as an advisor to Animoca because I kind of kind of covered with scabs and calluses and scar tissue like armor yep. to help other people go into battle. Um, there be dragons, don't go there. And like, let's explore this. And yep. like, this sucks, but it's supposed to suck. Keep going. And then I think, after it, I think and yeah, 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 I think it was, uh, it's Elon Musk that said that um, starting a company or being an entrepreneur is like staring into the abyss whilst eating glass. <laughs> Indeed, and that's a that's kind of a, a generous uh, take on it. I, so <laughs> generous. On, on, on entrepreneurship is very unsexy. It's super unsexy. The most likely outcome is failure, and it's pretty miserable along the way. Um, it's just the way it is. And there's a yep. winner's bias, and people see all these you know unicorns and incredible exits. But the fact is that it's it's not a great way to make money. You're going to make more money on average if you just have a have a typical career, but I really advocate for entrepreneurship because it's a great way to know yourself. There is no net and you have a mirror up against yourself and it is a uh, incredible way if you can really take care of yourself and look at it as a, as a journey and a vocation to be able to accelerate everything into the future. And like, I, I, I think it's kind of dumb. People don't, uh, unless they're really, really opposed to it, you know, in their personality, they should at least try, you know, they don't have to, have to be an entrepreneur, but be in a startup take that mm. risk and, and kind of like learn you can kind of like hyper charge and turbo charge you know i, I think it's kind of you have to be two or three you have to be kind of a bit addicted to instability though and just adapting certainly certainly so, but then how, how old are you guys i'm 26 young enough that i can, I can ask <laughs> 24 Say again 24 and how, how much do you weigh no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Too much. So you're 24 and 26. Like you guys have a very good statistical likelihood of like living to be close to 100. Like there is no retirement at 65. It's true, right? By the time mm, yeah. you guys hit my age in 30 years, they're adding a year to the actual rotation. every year that you're alive, right? And they might even be able to reverse shit. So this like 65, I'm not retiring. Retirement is like nightmarish to me. I have plans for the 20s, 30s, and 40s like these next decades i want to go into my 80s and um my point there is that like you guys have a long road ahead of you and i mean that in a beautiful way because you guys can do reinvention and you know unlearn relearn you know try new things and um you know there's no race there's no like oh, i gotta get all this money in the bank to retire at this age and do whatever and i'm competing against other people you're not um so but when you're younger 
to be able to like completely face plant to just fuck it all up and just totally see wow i'm I'm really no good at that or that's like you know that's not where i want to be or ooh, i would have never tried that but that that's interesting to me like that's why i think your 20s are really even in your 30s are like need for like taking like i often tell people if you have multiple choices take the one that makes you kind of the most uh anxious okay. do that one do it yeah because because you know and and you kind of have nothing to lose you can you know you, you can circle back there really is a much bigger picture and you should be optimizing for challenging yourself and and what do you think's been you know with that in mind what do you think's been a key part of your success in china as a, as an entrepreneur um just, you know just you, like you've... D- delusion delusion <laughs> <laughs> like sadomasochism um yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm an extroverted extrovert. My spirit animal is a golden retriever, and I surrounded <laughs> myself with other long-suffering entrepreneurs. That's how I got to know Yat. He's actually from Austria originally. All these foreign entrepreneurs, like, and even Chinese entrepreneurs too, right? But yeah, uh, like those are my peeps. I like some people golf or have a train set. Like, I spent all my time and treasure because I think it's the ultimate sport, and I love it. And I was I was able to insulate myself, and then realize like. My, 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 I was going to write a book called At the Speed of China. That's why I did mm-hmm. that podcast. But I decided that the timing wasn't right, and I'm kind of Web3 focused. But I am going to write my first book and of, of many, and it's the, the, the title is going to be called Imposterpreneur. Um, Imposter- and, uh, okay. and the fact that I'm 55 now, and you're like climb up to the top of the hill or the you know mountain, and you get up to the ledge, and you're like, oh, look at all these other 55-year-olds wearing all white meditating up here and like they got all figured out <laughs> and they're all like i don't know i don't know like, fuck. And you, like, just keep going up, up to 60 65 <laughs> yeah. all the way up to like 85 and you're like there's a lot fewer people over here but nobody's got their shit figured out right and like everybody's an imposter and i would go so far as to say if you don't feel like you're an imposter then get the fuck out of what you're doing and go do something that makes you feel like an imposter like that's actually not a uh you know a bug it's a feature like you should be feeling mm. like Ooh, I don't know if I can do this. And, and, and like, that's how you grow. You're either growing or dying. Yep. And if you're growing, then you're feeling uncomfortable. And that's what I learned. I spent so much time with other entrepreneurs. Like, Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going, dude. Are you kidding yep. me? How's it going? No, how's it going? How's it going up into the right? Like <laughs> rocket ship, buddy. It's me, Rich. How's it going? Well, you know, I mean, I could be buddy. How's it going? Mommy, make it stop. I want to go home. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I suck. Everything sucks. Right? It's like that. And you, and you, with it. <laughs> you do enough of that and you're like, wait a second. Even the people that are like crushing it, they're like, I was like, you raised 20 million bucks. Let's go out and grab a beer. He's like, I'm going to bed. And I was like, oh, yeah. you're, pretty, you're pretty tired from raising the money. He goes, I'm kind of tired. But he's like, buddy, like, fuck, now I got to go raise, I got to go hire people who know that I'm full of shit. I've been I've been making this up all along. Now I'm like mandated by the investors that I got to go out and hire all these like really senior people, and they're all gonna know that I have no idea what I'm doing. And I was like, just get a good night's sleep. Let's go for let's go do a workout tomorrow and figure it out, right? Because well, like even even when shit's going great, it's like you're like next next level. They put you know the, they put six degrees on the on the treadmill, three more kilometers an hour, and five more kilos in the back, and like run. Right. So it's like, that's, that's what it is every time. Right. And it's just, it's not fun so much. Uh, there are fun aspects, but it's, but it's not optimized for fun. And then I realized that and I'm like, Ooh, 
I spent all that time traveling around, riding that bike through. I rode a bicycle through Africa uh, after my MBA program and all that other backpacking stuff mm-hmm. where you're just like, wow, kind of like optimizing for misery is like yep. the best way to like both save money and have more adventures and more serendipity. So then I would be like doing the most ridiculous kind of trips where you're just like riding a, you know, Harley 1942 Harley Davidson through Vietnam and like there's no place to sleep, Ooh, that... right? like like what, what whatever, right? And then the next morning you wake up, you're like, it's all still here, and I could still yeah. I and it's like it's okay, and it's like uh, an adventure or a nightmare is kind of the same trip. It's it's your perspective on it. So that's the thing about like I, I, entrepreneur. Like I don't have any perspective have on the end. journey. I guess then, right? Yeah, is what you're kind of getting at, right? I'm I, I'm I'm expecting it to totally suck. So whenever it's pretty good, then like bonus, right? So I was just thinking about the Chinese Cheng Yu, the um, uh, Shibai, sure. Cheng Gong Jimu. Ah, Vader is the <laughs> is the mother of success, <laughs> and I guess we, we apply to some different things. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Chung Yu is Tian Gao Huang Di Yuan. Heaven is high and the emperor is far away, so try not to be kind of like under the radar um, and just kind of like do stuff a little more more far afield if you can. Or Sha Ji Ge Ho Kai. That's what they did with Jack, unfortunately. They killed the oh chicken to scare the monkeys. Just very Resume. publicly. You know, cut the chicken's throat to be able to like show it to all the monkeys in the trees, and they're like ah! the highest daisy in the in the field or something like that. The and tallest Drake daisy in the snipped. field, yeah. It's sniffed. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, oh, so, sorry, Roberta, go on. I was thinking we're gonna go back, more more, you... more chung use. No, I was thinking, <laughs> would you change something looking back at your experience? Would you change something? Um, you know what? There's it's impossible to change the past, so you can't do that. And um, so I never, ever, ever look back. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Wait a second. Can I change my answer? I just, sure. I yeah. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, shit. Like, are you kidding me? I don't know if you. Uh, I mean, you know, here, here's the thing, though, is that like I have a be- like who you're with, where you are, what you do. Those are the three big, big things. And I've had zero for three before. I'm in a shitty environment, shitty relationship, shitty, uh, you know, sort of role, whatever, right? And I'm, I absolutely adore my wife, uh, M. Roblin, three kids. I love living in Bali. I moved here, became a pandemic refugee during COVID after a quarter century in China. And like, you know, uh, that's three year anniversary this, this week. And uh, I love what I do. I'm 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 the dumbest guy in the room with Web3, and I don't say that with false modesty. I'm like learning new stuff all the time, so that's great, right? You go back and you change one flutter of the butterfly wings. You're like, well, shit, I sat across from that guy, and he asked me to invest, and I didn't. And if I invested, I'd be a billionaire now, but then maybe I'd be dead, or I'd be like, you know, just yeah. alone and miserable, or who knows, right, or whatever. Or like there would be like, you know, some sort of famine in Africa, because of that, like, you know, you can't, can't change anything. Right. But, uh, uh, the beautiful part is you can learn from your own mistakes. And I think, it, I think it's fine. I think it's fine learning from mistakes, but it's much better to learn from other people's mistakes. And there's some really good shit out there. Like so many great books, like people should get the F off of social media 
and stop doom scrolling and doing that. Like read books. I read a yep. book a week and I have aging parents and kids and multiple businesses. And I, um, you know, I have one on my phone that's audio. I have one on my phone that's uh, on Moon Plus Reader. And then I have a Kindle and I rotate three different, um, three different books. The average book's 250 pages. Divide that by seven. You're talking like, you know, 35 uh, pages a day and a page a minute, 35 minutes. You can't not read 35 yep. minutes a day, especially when you're like in the bathroom, on at the at the gym, somewhere in between, waiting for something. Um, so, and then you read books and you really learn some real, real, you know, really true wisdom and learnings. And I think that's that that's where like you guys are finishing up an MBA program at Peking University. Congratulations! And like that's where your learning just is beginning. You, you got to yep. be continuous learner, and um, you know and also interact with a lot of people and challenge a lot of ideas, get like seek out people who are going to um, put the kibosh, like be negative about your idea and like Absolutely, find out yeah. why and find people that are actually not just cynical bastards, but who are like really have done some stuff before and like, you know, be like, learn from that. Like there, there's a lot of ways to like save yourself from a lot of pain in the future. And but you're still um, going to get your ass kicked. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's a, that's a feature of this program, right? <laughs> or we're currently on, which is a good thing. Um, and um, we have time for one final question. And I just wanted to ask, what would be like one piece of advice you would give to, um, I guess, would be entrepreneurs, you know, in this current, um, you know, time time period we're in, looking to, I guess, in one in, in many respects, sort of follow a similar path to you into China. Um, or looking to sort of get involved with startups in China, what would be, what would you give them as a, a piece of advice? Mm, you know, I would say the, the ship is kind of, the ship has sailed quite a while ago for yeah. entrepreneurs to start something in China. There's probably maybe a small window to leverage Chinese talent to be able to kind of create this Kung Fu ball of power, push it out to the rest of the world. But that's a, that's a pretty rare skill set to be able to, uh, recruit and manage and retain Chinese staff and, yeah. uh, um, you know, doing stuff in China, just like, just like, forget it. Like it's just become the most competitive market in the world. And the, 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 the average user there is the most spoiled and most demanding, uh, in the world. And it's, you know, uh, there's just, um, it's a red ocean. It's really, it's really rough. Um, but, you know, Southeast Asia, that's kind of wide open. I, a few years ago, I started advocating for my students to come down here. Like, you know, it's all that is old is new again. You know, it's like a different cycle. Like, how did I, how did you get into China at that time? It's like, well, because there was nobody there and it was like, it was still underdeveloped. And now to go in, if you don't have the language and the culture and the, you know, all the other, you know, skills to be able to manage stuff in China, and there's really is a completely different skill set there, then, you know, I mean, maybe like, oh, I'm a Chinese speaker. I've been studying Chinese since maybe, you know, maybe, my, maybe I'm American-born Chinese or maybe I've been studying Chinese for 10 years or something, but I'm only in my 20s and I want to go work for TikTok or, yeah. you know, one of these big players, Xi'an, or, uh, and be their international person. Like, maybe, like, like that's a, you know, that's, that's possible. Um, but I think if you really have ambitions to go do something on your own, um, China ain't the place. That's, that's for sure. 
So Southeast Asia is the next is the next big one then in your in your opinion. Yeah, it's already happening, and there's still more and more opportunities. Yeah, as the GDP per capita increases, and as you know, uh, more and more people come online and have the purchasing power, and you know, and then maybe Africa as well too. Like that's that's coming like up next too, right? There's yep. all there's always a, a new a new kind of bus uh, that comes around. Well, uh, Rich, that's all we've got time for today. But thank you so much for joining us on Business and Bubble Tea. William and Roberta, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care if you're on the toilet or if you're in a... <laughs>